On today's podcast, we've got several strategies that could help you reduce your taxes in retirement. That and more. Please stay with us. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. You also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Hello, welcome. We talk retirement here, retirement strategies with Fred Sade. That's what Fred Sade does as a fiduciary founder and managing director of Money Matters USA and holding a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. Fred is about retirement planning. And wherever wherever you are listening to the podcast, keep in mind that you can reach out to Fred. Uh, let him take a look at your portfolio, what you bring to the table, and he can certainly suggest initial strategies and certainly can go forward with you on retirement building. And I know, Fred, one part of that is making sure that you enter retirement with good, solid tax strategies. Yeah, there's no question uh, about that. Uh, a person who I follow and, and who I've mentioned uh, a number of times, Jim Delallo, who came out of uh, the Congressional Budget Office and uh, teaches at Pepperdine, um, he just got uh, an important award from the Schwab Foundation. And the award was for demonstrating tax alpha with the additional money that you gain uh, by having a, a efficient tax strategy. And what P, I think the thing that gets people is that they kind of know what to expect for the most part uh, when you're working. And if you withheld the money, the, the government takes the money right at the source. You don't even see it. And if you're self-employed, you're going to pay estimated taxes. That's all good and well. Then all of a sudden, you um, now reach retirement. And let's say you stop working, so there's no more earned income coming in. And now you have other sources that you, you're now turning to, Social Security, your retirement accounts, 401k, 457 IRA, pension if you're fortunate enough to have one, your brokerage account, maybe income from, from real estate, uh, for example. And all of a sudden, once you turn Social Security on, life as you know it from a tax standpoint changes because from, from that point on, uh, a number of things happen, and the worst of it is that you're no longer taxed at, at a marginal rate. Nobody knows what a marginal rate is, so that the last dollars of income uh, are taxed at the highest rates. Everybody can look at a bracket chart and, and see where where the where the income uh, amounts uh, are are going to hit. 
So now you get to retirement, and there are certain breakpoints, if you will, where Social Security is going to be included in your in your income, and um, the the term uh, provisional income is used throughout the IRS code. Every time it's used, it has a different a different meaning. But when it's used in terms of Social Security taxation, uh, once you hit the, the thresholds, with whether you're single or married, there are different thresholds, then you have to start thinking about uh, how your, your income is going to be taxed. Now, the software programs that are used to calculate your taxable income when you're retired or even uh, when you're working are not going to be able to, and they're not set up to, to capture the impact of what happens when you have to deal with what's called the effective marginal rate. That is the next dollar of income that you lose in, in taxes by harvesting additional uh, income. So, um, start to think when you start to think about how how are my investments structured do i have the correct investments uh, set up for each of the three buckets which which are tax deferred uh, never taxed or or taxable do i have i've bought x which of the three buckets should x be in should it be in a taxable bucket should it be in a tax-deferred bucket? Should it be in a never-taxed bucket? These are decisions that you have to make because how that bucket is going to be treated is going to have an enormous impact on, on, on the pressure that it puts your assets under and the income that, that's going to flow from those assets. And that will impact. Taxes are a major cause of distress, and that will impact uh, how long your portfolio is going uh, to to be uh, able to support you. And if you have a spouse to be able to support you and your spouse, based on whatever the lifestyle is that you're attempting to fund uh, in, in your retirement. And that leaves us with the order of distribution, and the order. And I, we've talked about the order of distribution before, but it's a good idea to talk about it again, especially when you're, you know, getting to uh, we're getting to your end of, of 2022, and uh, the the classic method of distribution is you take your taxable distributions from your brokerage account. So you take those first. And you take those until they're exhausted. Then you take your tax deferreds and your 401k IRA, for example. You take those until those are exhausted. And then and only then do you take your non-tax, your, your um, uh, Roths, uh, 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 overfunded life insurance, or wherever you uh, tax-free munis, um, wherever you would you would want to take them. But I should add that tax-free munis, they're not taxed, but the, uh, it, in the Social Security provisional income calculation, 
that does include tax-free munis. Now, I want to be clear about this. The the tax-free munis are not taxed mm-hmm. per se, but they are included in the calculation in order to figure out what you, what your what your provisional income uh, is. So, what people don't often realize is that when you're taking withdrawals, those withdrawals are no longer going to be taxed at the marginal rates, which you're familiar with, which you, you know, just look along that continuum and, and, and it tells you what the brackets are and what and the way things are going to be taxed. But <clears throat> when you are taking Social Security, then that ho- that changes because the effective marginal rates are higher than the bracket rates and when the uh, depending on the income uh, the source of the income th- how you harvest that and take that that ha- can have the effect uh, number one of, of, of bringing through income that would have been a zero capital gains bracket and, and make that income taxable and it's also possible uh, to to convert capital gains income right back into uh, ordinary income. So th- th- this becomes very, very strategic as to how uh, you manage the, the taxes. It, it, it goes a lot beyond tax loss harvesting, uh, which can be an effective strategy, um, but that has nothing to do with, with the taxes that you are going to pay. And then when you get to the, the time to do all of this type of planning is ideally before you become uh, RMD eligible. Once you become RMD eligible, then it uh, becomes a lot more challenging uh, in in order to uh, work through uh, the these calculations. And there 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 will be a point. Uh, where it becomes just about impossible to to do anything to to really help you other than the order of distribution. So th- these are uh, these these are very important uh, considerations, and, and it's not it's not in the minutia of should I buy this or should I buy that? Uh, when do I buy that? Do I buy it now? Do I buy it later? All that stuff is very interesting, but those are all tactical questions. The, the, the importance of this is, is to maximize your tax alpha, and, and that will depend on the planning uh, and having the proper software for that, and also uh, to know what you're talking about. And, and Because there is software out there that uh, people are buying uh, where you can just upload somebody's tax return, and in two to five minutes, you get a report it, it gives you this, that, and the other thing, but you don't know the first thing about taxes. So, you you know, you now have to go work with somebody who does know uh, about taxes in order to validate uh, what it is that, uh, that, that the software has produced, as opposed to understanding what it is we're talking about, what we're looking at, and then integrating that with, with a second set of software that will now show us what our plan and we can work out planning opportunities because the software has lots of planning opportunities for us to uh, to look at. I mean, when when we are uh, when we are year end, uh, we have a um, chart, a decision matrix chart 
It has 18 key points for, for year-end, and it's on my moneymattersusa.net website, and I would suggest if you're interested, go to it, look, download the chart, and then schedule an appointment. This is really vitally important in November and December because there are uh, 18 strategies, uh, and you're fighting against the calendar year. Uh, not only for 2022, but but beyond. And if you go to the moneymattersusa.net website and you click on the resource tab, you'll see it uh, under 2022 uh, year year end. So this is definitely a good time to get in touch with Fred to look at pre-retirement and retirement tax strategies. You can reach Fred by calling 800. 800- 593-8188, 800-593-8188. You can also visit Fred's website, which is moneymattersusa.net. A couple of Roth questions. First off, the difference between the strategies with a Roth conversion and a Roth contribution, and at what age possibly would it not really pay that much to consider Roth, or is there that age limit? That's a great question. Um Going back to um, Dr. Delalo's um, research and, and the award that he just that he just got, uh, he did a lot lot of work uh, on on Roth uh, strategies, and I can't emphasize enough the importance of of Roth conversions. Now, the way Roths are. are uh, there, so, to the best of my knowledge and belief, there's there's no limitation uh, on on age, but there, you do have to have earned income in in order to do the Roth. There's no limit on Roth conversions. There are limits on Roth contributions. Now, the way Roths are set up on withdrawals, you t- it, it's contributions first, uh, then it's the um, transfers that you have made in, and then you can take the earnings uh, out. So mm-hmm. contrib- it's contributions, conversions, and then, uh, and then earnings. Um, the withdrawals from a Roth uh, have to be taken, even though they're, they're not taxable, you can put them into a brokerage account. Uh, you can do whatever you want uh, with them, um, but you, what you can't do is is take a take a withdrawal, it, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you why take a, the withdrawal, which is which is not taxed, and put it into an IRA? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't do it. But it does. It, it, if you think about it, it doesn't. It doesn't make uh, a lot of sense when you are taking um, when you when you're distributing um, uh, Roths. Uh, you don't you're not required to take uh, an NRMD from a Roth. You can take you can take uh, a withdrawal if you want. Uh, you you have to wait five years. Uh, you can take your contributions back at any time. There's no time limit on that because it's already after tax. But if you wait wait five years, then you can take the money out uh, w- without it uh, being being taxed. Now, um, you're, there is a tax arbitrage here. You you're going to pay tax up front uh, on on the amount that you contribute or convert. 
but you have to you have to answer the question for yourself. Do you think taxes are going to go up? Or do you think taxes are going to go down? Mm-hmm. Well, right now taxes are the lowest they have been since the since the mid nineteen twenties. So, so it's easy guess, are, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty obvious guess that that taxes are going to uh, go up. So, do you want to receive tax free income in a high in a high tax environment, or do you want to contribute or convert in a low tax? Uh, environment. I, I think the the answer to that is is pretty obvious. And what we have we have uh, software that that allows us to illustrate a whole series of 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 Roth strategies, uh, so that um, you can see how much you you want to convert and what the implications of that are are going to be from modest uh, contributions to uh, to conversions uh, through the, the 10, 12, 22% bracket. Um, where it gets a little sticky is whether you go from the 22 to the 24% bracket, but it still makes sense to pay the tax now at a lower rate. What we do know is that the Trump uh, tax reforms sunset in 2025. This is entirely a question of who is going to win the presidential election. And if, um, depending on who wins, which party wins, we, we know that the that one party favors taxation and the other party uh, favors uh, making ta- these, the Trump tax cuts permanent. Uh, I'm completely neutral as to which party I favor, but I, I, I will tell you that, um, that taxes are, are low now, and they got no place to go but up, but you can form your own, your own opinion uh, about, about that. Um, I would also say that if you have the opportunity to, convert, to contribute to a Roth, by all means, go ahead and, and make those uh, contributions. You, 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 once you retire, when you have no earned income, you cannot make uh, Roth uh, contributions. Now, you can do conversions. You can always do conversions, but you can't do contributions uh, with, without uh, earned income. Same thing for IRAs. You, you need earned income to contribute uh, to an IRA. Uh, we, um, I've heard people say and I think think this is a this really this is subtle uh, you can you can take an IRA distribution and you can't cannot take that distribution and put it into a Roth but you could take the IRA distribution put it into another account and then take money from another separate account, and as long as you have earned income, you can then make, uh, you can then open an IRA or, mm-hmm. or a Roth. Uh, but you have to be careful here. You can't just take the RMD and then open up a, uh, a Roth or <clears throat> or an IRA. That it, that won't fly. Uh, rem- remember, the the IRS gets a 1099, so they. They know that you. One yeah. thing that they do well is, is match 1099s. I tell you that they are they're about as close to infallible as, as it gets. So you can't you, you you can't think you're going to get past them on the 1099. 
No, you're not. No, <laughs> wow. you, you, you are yeah. not. Even if, even, I mean, you're not supposed to get a 1099 for under $500. Mm-hmm. I, and you don't, but that doesn't mean the IRS hasn't been informed. I, 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 I one, at one time, I had the IRS question me on, on, on a $19 and some odd. Oh, my sense. gosh. Yeah, right. didn't, uh, we, we, we show all, all the income. Even if it's a dollar thirty-eight cents, and, mm-hmm. and I think we were off by a couple of pennies. Uh, it was a keyboarding error. Uh-huh. I mean, really? So my, yeah, my accountant had to straighten it out uh, with them. Uh, they had a ten ninety-nine for the, for that. Mr. Sage, your fine for missing that two cents is one hundred fifty-three thousand dollars. Well, if you want, you want, well, if you really want to laugh, the the, the fine the fine was seven dollars and fifty cents. Really? For being off by two cents. Oh yeah. man! Oh wow! Uh, Good so, gracious! It, yeah. it really doesn't matter, I guess, the size of the infraction. <laughs> no, it, it does. It does not. They, uh. they <coughs> excuse me. They want to get the the money as quickly as they mm-hmm. as they possibly. Oh as they yeah. Possibly can. Uh, you know, unless you unless there's a really valid. I'm not saying that they're heartless because they're not. I mean, there are valid reasons. You know why you may oh, sure, yeah. miss, uh, uh, or uh, or they may oh there may be a state, you know there may be uh, you know reasons. You can plead your case. Yeah, you you uh, you can. They're not, they're not entirely heartless. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just gets me thinking. It's not only um, knowing the right strategies that can help you not overpay in taxes, but also to avoid any penalties, whether it's. $7.50 or more. Again, that's Fred. Fred Sade, who you can schedule with, 800-593-8188. Well, a, a very quick break, but, but then here's what we're going to talk about in the second segment of the podcast today. Uh, you want to make sure you stay on track for your retirement. So Fred's going to outline some ways that baby boomers are wasting money in retirement and offer some options to help keep those coffers full. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. And yes, you can call that number, 800-593-8188, to schedule with Fred. And he also invites you to visit his website, moneymattersusa.net. We opened up the podcast looking at tax strategies. Now we're going to look at some ideas to help you stretch your budget in retirement. And Fred, I think, I guess the most important thing is to make sure that you have that budget to stretch. That's absolutely right. That's the first thing that you need. You, you, need, you must have a budget. You, can, you, can't, uh, you can't wing it. No. Uh, you need you need to know your your income, your outflows, what's essential, what's not essential, what's fixed, what's variable, and then you need to know um, what it is that you would like to do. Uh, your your 
something that would make you happy, something that um, you've been planning. Usually it's travel. It doesn't have to be, but whatever it is, it, it all has to be in the budget. Uh, as a uh, retirement income planner, I won't do anything until I know uh, what that budget is. And I review the budget and I want to make sure that we didn't leave anything out and um, whether it, how current is that that budget it doesn't uh, you know is it a one month budget uh, is it a three month budget uh, in other words is this is this a pretty good uh, estimate of yeah. what that is and then we want to know what your we want to figure out what your personal inflation uh, plan is in, in other words if if you uh, your diet includes certain items and those items increase in in cost, uh, because foodstuffs have right now gone up uh, enormously, uh, then we need to inflate uh, those areas uh, of your budget. So once we have the budget, the next thing that we have to do is develop a plan. People come in all the time, and uh, I mean, I, I have said this until I'm blue in the face, and I'll keep on saying it. People come in and say, I don't understand my plan. And then I look and I see they don't have a plan. What they've got are a lot of different products that uh, someone sold them, put together, but it's not a coherent plan. Or the alternative is they've got a 500-page thing where somebody has projected out 35 years, and that's meaningless uh, too. So the plan's up on the shelf, it's gathering dust, but they don't look at it. Now, basically, it's a, oh, yeah, I did this. I, you know, it's a check the box. But that doesn't mean anything. You have to have a plan that you understand, uh, that you agree with, that you will implement, and that will it needs to be uh, updated occasionally, but it needs to be um, put in place and, and then make sure that uh, that the plan is, is followed uh, out. And that those are the two most important things you po- you possibly uh, can do. Uh, no, have a budget. That budget has to be realistic. And then number two, have a plan. If you don't have a plan, uh, then you're then you're kidding. You're kidding yourself. You're just you're just winging it. And um, and that that will not that will not work. That's like squeezing a balloon. Squeeze it at one end, and and the <laughs> air moves to the other end. It it doesn't. It doesn't get you. It doesn't get you any. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the and, and that leaves us also to to figure out, um, you know, wh- where we're going to get the income from, the distribution strategy, uh, and and the and, and the taxes, and then we have to look at risk. How much risk are you are you taking? Now, once we get all those things through, then you know, as part of the conversation. Uh, we wanted well. What are you doing for your grandkids? You know, everybody wants. Some people love their grandkids more than they love their kids. <laughs> you know, and well, you get to want, give them back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, how much? How how? What do you want to do for your grandkids? It's you know, it's coming up to end of the year. Uh, it's Christmas time. It, it's uh, Kwanzaa. It's Hanukkah. That, that you know, kids get. Uh, kids get presents. So, is there some restraint? What what's what what have you built into the budget? And and or is this going to be on the variable side? 
what about your adult kids? Sometimes they, they need help. Um, you, I, you, at some point, you have to figure out whether or not you can um, help them, whether you can't. Um, there's a report at savings.com which says that uh, more than 50% of parents provide some financial support for children over the age of, of 18. And uh, the support's not insignificant. So that's that's an issue. Don't be embarrassed to ask for the senior discount when you go into the store, whether it's um, coffee, whether it's a hotel, whether it's a cell phone, car rental, uh, look at the senior menu at, at a restaurant or at a, at a diner. These things add up and uh, they're important. Um, Look at your life insurance situation. I'm not going to say to you that you don't need life insurance or you may need life insurance, but you may need it for a different reason. Let's say you're a constrained investor and you want to leave your kids a legacy, but you may not be able to do it out of your other assets. So if you have a 30, 35 year life expectancy, buying a life insurance policy is an effective tool because then you can say, okay, how much do I want to leave behind? Get it out of the way right up front. And it's not a what if. If we have any money left, we'll go get it. Decide on how much of a legacy you want to leave and, and then do it. Um, if, if you have um, an existing life insurance policy, maybe it can be uh, represented, uh, but there might be a new need for it. Men die usually before they're uh, their wives, the wife may need me the uh, proceeds of the policy. Remember, it's not insurance anymore; it's cash. They may, she may need the proceeds of the policy uh, in order to support her her her, her living expenses. Uh, may, uh, maybe you uh, want maybe here's a place where you may want to help children uh, down the road who you feel. Uh, may need uh, help uh, throughout their lifetime. So this is another place uh, that that you can use uh, life insurance. And, and also it can be combined with long-term care. I'm not saying that everybody needs long-term care, but we know that 70% of people, and this is based on U.S. government statistics, that will require some amount of long-term care services uh, at some point in their life. And um, cash values of life insurance can be used uh, for for that for that purpose. If you don't have uh, other forms of uh, of long term care, or maybe you've got an older uh, policy where where the face amount of insurance is converted uh, into into a monthly uh, income support. Because after all, that's what long term care uh, coverage is. It's income support. So think of it in that way, and then think of it. Um, whose money is cheaper? Is your money cheaper or is the insurance company's cheaper? Insurance company will always sell you discounted dollars. Your dollars are whole dollars. There's a discount. There's an enormous difference in their ability to manage risk, uh, which you may not be able uh, to do, not because you're, in, you're, you're not uh, smart or incapable. It just may be at a point where you just don't have the wherewithal um, uh, to be able to uh, be able to do that. We always talk about downsizing. Um, most people do not leave their home, but um, sometimes eventually they do. Uh, they may want to stay in the same community, same town. 
to stay with their, their friends. But there's a lot of savings uh, involved, uh, insurance, taxes, utilities. Um, if, if, if you're comfortable uh, in a particular area, have lots of friends there, and your friends haven't relocated, it, it might make a lot of sense uh, to stay there, uh, but uh, reduce the uh, amount of money that you are uh, paying, and that, that would uh, go into your uh, budget. Um, this one is, is a tough one, and, and that is uh, adequate Social Security uh, planning. And um, taking Social Security early is still a problem because the, the average retirement age in this country is 62, and people connect retiring with claiming Social Security. So it's important to have uh, a, a comprehensive Social Security uh, strategy, a strategy not only for claiming, but but the integration of Social Security in with your other assets. This is really imperative, and uh, once you once you do that, uh, you you'll be able to maximize uh, Social Security, reduce the strain on your on your other assets, and then that's part of that distribution order that we were talking about in the first uh, in the first segment. Uh, this planning should take place before the age of 70. It should take place uh, ideally before retirement. Uh, again, we have uh, we, we have a very powerful Social Security program, uh, and I've been involved in Social Security planning uh, for about uh, 12, 13 years, uh, even before there was software. Uh, the the um, other issue is that there could be a reduction in the amount of, of Social Security, 20-25%, and our software lets you look at it with and without the, uh, the reduction. It looks at different uh, strategies. Uh, these are all uh, important, whether you're single or, or whether you are uh, married. Um, couple of other things. Um, one of the things that we see is, is people don't have an effective charitable strategy. There, there are a lot of, if you're 70 or about to be 70, uh, you can make a contribution from your uh, IRA. It's not, uh, it's not 72, it's 70. They did not change the law on charitable distributions. So uh, you, if, if it's possible uh, let's say you write a check to your church or some other organization that you support. Uh, there, there are other ways that you can do that and still give them money and, and, get, and get a great tax effect, whether it's, it's using your IRA or whether it's uh, if you don't need the, the money or don't need that distribution or whether or not uh, you, you would write the check anyway. And so uh, there, there are other alternatives. Some of it involves involves trust planning. That's one of the issues that uh, has been under attack uh, by, by, some, by some of the um, Democrats. And uh, so this is, it, ha it hasn't been legislated against, but this is something where the calendar may be working uh, against you. Uh, charitable planning, if you're charitably inclined, of course, uh, but if charitable planning is, is an enormously effective uh, opportunity, uh, not only to benefit the charity, but to, but also to benefit yourself, uh, you actually can generate tax-free income 
for yourself uh, with, with a charitable strategy. Um, if you're interested in exploring that, then, you know, by all means, um, uh, we, we would be, be happy to uh, talk to you. A couple of other things. Uh, don't foul up on Medicare sign-up. Make sure you sign up when you're eligible. The other thing is IRMA planning. Uh, we've talked about this a couple of times before, but IRMA planning is vitally important. It looks at your income two years before. Um, uh, people do uh, one of the th one. Let me give you an example. Uh, IRMA charges are can be very very uh, high, just as effective marginal rates can be high. Irma charges can be can be high. If I told you how high Irma charges could be, you wouldn't believe me. It, it can even it can be worse than the effect of marginal rates on Social Security. So Irma planning is very very uh, important. Uh, now, depending on what your income source is, you you may be able to file with Social Security to get a reduction uh, of the penalty. Now. Social Security um, collects uh, the, the IRMA surcharge, e even though Social Security is not responsible for, the, for, for Part B of Medicare, it still does uh, collect the surcharge. So IRMA planning is vitally important, and, and we do that in conjunction with, with Social Security uh, planning. And not knowing what income will be forgiven uh, by uh, by by Irma, uh, by Social Security, I should say, or, or by really by uh, Medicare, and uh, which will not. In, in, other, in other words, if you do a Roth conversion, that income will not be forgiven uh, to get an Irma reduction. You sell your house, that that overage will be uh, forgiven. You have a health care. Uh, expense that uh, exceeds uh, whatever it is, that's a forgivable uh, expense. It, it really depends on, on what it is and whether or not you'll get you, you'll get a rebate. And if you uh, find that this is happening two, three, four years in a row, then uh, you know then then it's an income it's an income source uh, distribution that is causing you uh, the the, uh, the problem. Um, what did I miss? Uh, did I miss anything? Uh, no, I think uh, because you you touched on the missing that Medicare sign up deadline. I mean, even things down to um, be be strategic with your charitable giving. I know is another smart thing. As much as you want to give everyone who reaches out to you, <laughs> yeah. It. Um, I mean, you can't possibly give to every charity. I know that. And you know what? I don't know what your policy is on this, Fred, but um, I prefer to choose mine because if I'm going to give, and I'm not talking about $5 at the register when they say, do you want to give? I usually yeah. say, yeah, okay. But I'm yeah. talking about if it's going to be a big thing, I like to do my due diligence, and I certainly wouldn't for someone who just calls me on the phone. You know oh, what no. I'm saying? But yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, just are kind-hearted, and they yeah. do. They do yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's true. It's really it's really important. Um, it, there's a lot of um, all these phony organizations that that call you. They sound official. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I I never do. When I ask them for specifics, they usually hang up. So I'm yeah, sure right. it's, a, it's a it's a fraud. 
there's um, there's a guy that uh, used to call me. And, and matter of fact, I, I found him entertaining. Hmm. Uh, he would call up and say that he was from credit card company and there was fraud. And then he would clear his throat and he would tell me that he was from the fraud department. And I used to, I just laugh <laughs> at, the, at this guy. Oh. And, and he still calls. Oh, I, my I, gosh. Occasionally when I want entertainment, I'll take his calls. I have. It's entertaining, <laughs> not just charitable calls, but any of these solicitation calls that now it's, they're clearly identified. Well, not clearly. Yeah. Sometimes they you, they get clever with people's names or area codes that you're uh -huh. familiar with. But um, I have fun with them, usually on the phone. <laughs> and I'll yeah. carry them out. And I'll just say and ask the stupidest things. And it's amazing sometimes how long they stay on. Yeah, they do. They think they got. They think they got you. Uh, you know, hooked, and they're going to reel you in. Yeah, well, not much reeling. I think I'm reeling them in to my <laughs> corniness and stupidity. Yeah, um, well, yeah. time to have fun. <laughs> exactly. It's all innocent fun. Well, uh, Fred, good information is always good. Tax strategies and good budget strategies too for retirement. That's what Fred is about. The proper strategies for that phase of your life. And in Fred's time of doing this, you know, and and this has been how long have you been in in doing retirement strategies? Uh, fourteen years. But you've been in the like the financial universe longer, but. 14 yeah. years now, you've seen changes just in that 14 years. And one of those Absolutely. big changes is that people are living longer. You have to plan longer now. Yeah, there's no question about about that. Uh, longevity has been a real impact, has had an enormous impact on on the planning process. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not, you know, retire five, six, seven years and that's it. And then we have gone out, you know, from 15 years, 17 years, 23 years, 27. Now it's 27, between 27, 30, uh, 30, 32, 33. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the extension in, in uh, longevity is, is extraordinary. And in our income software, we can look at uh, lots of different uh, scenarios and we keep on looking at whether or not uh, we, we are extending the uh, the the income and the uh, and the assets, uh, so that um, uh, both spouses and the surviving spouse have uh, adequate uh, have adequate income yeah. uh, for, uh, during during that planning uh, period. And if they don't, you know, then we have to have uh, you know conversation about either working longer, working part time. Um, staying employed, uh, seeing what we can eliminate uh, from the spending plan, uh, how we can stagger some of the uh, travel that they had in mind, and, and so on. Uh, and sometimes the best solution is to go back to work for, for two or three years, and that will do more than anything else to uh, to increase the uh, the amount of assets that yeah. are available that could be then available for. Uh, income, but wow. yeah, longevity, longevity is the is the wild card uh, that we never had to uh, really face uh, before. Right, not like today, and yeah. uh, and even that, it of course uh, you touched on it. Uh, it increases that 
risk of long, long-term care uh, being possibly needed in your life. So I'm protection on that, looking at the now on that even. It's part of that holistic process with Fred. Again, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. The website is moneymattersusa.net. Fred, we'll get together again next week. And you know, these podcasts drop every Friday. So thanks for being a part of this journey. Uh, with Fred Sade on Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.